Welcome to the Broadway Radio Review Recap for the Roundabout Theatre Company's production of Birthday Candles. My name is Matt Tamanini. If you are listening in Patreon, this is a standalone episode. If you are listening in the regular feed, welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, April 11th. I'm coming to you today with the reviews for the Roundabout Theatre Company's Broadway premiere of Noah Heidel's play, Birthday Candles. Directed by Vivian Bench, the show stars Deborah Messing, along with a cast of some other really fantastic actors, including one of my favorites from the shows Veronica Mars and Just Shoot Me, Enrico Colantoni. You may also see John Earl Jelks, Crystal Finn, Susanna Flood, and Christopher Livingston. In the show, Messing plays Ernestine Ashworth, who spends her 17th birthday agonizing over her insignificance in the universe. Soon enough, it's her 18th birthday. Even sooner, her 41st, her 70th, her 101st. Five generations, dozens of goldfish, an infinity of dreams, one cake baked over a century. Of the 10 reviews included in the review aggregator site, did they like it? Three were positive, three were mixed, and four were negative. Let's start with Maya Phillips of the New York Times, who was mixed. She wrote, quote, Repetition can make magic happen. Repeat a word or a phrase enough times, and it breathes new life, fresh meaning. Or repetition can strip language until all that's left are empty rhythms and sounds. Words are funny like that. Noah Hadle's Birthday Candles, which opened on Broadway Sunday night at the American Airlines Theater, tries to build poignancy and depth through moments that repeat like a record needle stuck in a groove. Instead, this Roundabout Theater Company production gets caught in a superficial cycle of wannabe profundities and emotional pantomimes. She continues, At its most strained, Birthday Candles feels like an imitation of a superior work. The time-hopping conceit doesn't allow us to get a real sense of the world beyond Ernestine's kitchen. That said, there were plenty of emphatic sniffles and sighs in the audience during the performance. The most moving moments to me were those quiet exchanges that functioned as silhouettes for unspoken griefs. After one devastating loss, Ernestine and Matt, played by Jelks, bake a cake together in a weighty silence. After a few seconds, he walks away head hanging like a half-mast flag on a windless day. Ernestine's story predictably finishes by circling back to the beginning. Cake, stardust, and atoms. Allow me to end with my own dose of carefully administered deja vu. Repetition can make magic happen. But real magic comes from the forward march of a life whose everyday rhythms may repeat, sure, but still leave room for accident and chance, the most sensational improvisation. Adam Feldman gave the show two out of five stars for Time Out New York, writing, quote, Birthday Candles is little more than a compendium of twee pseudo-wisdoms. Everything is made of stardust. Forgiveness is the heart of most major religions. Goldfish only have a three-second memory span, and so forth. There's a slice of life somewhere in this over-sugared and underbaked confection, but even that slice is stale. Greg Evans of Deadline was much more positive, writing, quote, Despite whatever missteps, though, Messing and the rest of the cast nicely convey the spectrum of emotions that a life's sweep encompasses. From happy times to sad, at the reviewed performance, audience snobs and sniffles were as audible as the laughter. Not even a tacked-on final birthday scene that strains credulity can sour the simple, icing-sweet pleasures of birthday candles. Naveen Kumar of Broadway News was not as moved by the final scene as Evans was, writing, quote, Because what begins sweetly enough only grows treacly and saccharine the longer it lingers on the palate. 
The blatantly tear-jerking final scenes managed to feel both overwrought and too easy, tugging at low-hanging heartstrings until they're thin as a wick. Juan Michael Porter II for Did They Like It was a thumbs up for the show, writing, quote, but even with Messing's surface-level engagement and the lack of an exciting plot, by appointing a supporter as Birthday Candle's heroine, Hadel manages to prove that toiling for one's daily bread and serving others is often a holy act. I will wrap it up with Christian Lewis's review for Theater Mania. They wrote, quote, Birthday Candles as a play feels much like its overly hyped cake, which in reality is just a run-of-the-mill vanilla cake made up of a single unfrosted layer. Sure, it may smell nice for a minute or two when it comes out of the oven, but it is hard to not feel underwhelmed by its lack of complex flavors, its missing layers, and its absent decorations. This production certainly won't be getting Star Baker anytime soon. You know that I was waiting for a Great British Bake Off reference here in some of the reviews, so thank you, Christian, for that. All right, everybody, that's all the reviews that I'm going to go through on this episode. I will have links to both the Did They Like It and Broadway World roundups if you would like to read more. If you are listening to this on Patreon, this is a standalone episode, so I will bid you adieu here. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday. If you are listening to this in the regular feed, I will send it over to myself from the past, which feels appropriate for this time-hopping birthday candles. You have the rest of today on Broadway with Ashley and me. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, April 11th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. It is just a few days until tax day, everybody. Uh, oh, don't, stop. Don't forget the, to do that. I cannot escape any kind of tax stuff right now. And so I have not done aggressive. my personal taxes yet. I'm so. not. I'm going to file an extension because I need to get some other stuff in my life together yeah. first. And also, yeah, they my, owe me. I owe them money, but they owe me money, too, because I never got any stimulus check. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's it was not a, good. It was a great <laughs> pandemic for me financially. What yeah, can I absolutely. say? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that might not be great, but what? was great is over the weekend we had a number of great shows in the podcast feed first up a new episode of class notes with lauren class schneider she spoke with uh, jesse davidson from the uh, new musical harmony which is playing off broadway that's the barry manilow bruce sussman uh musical about the the comedian harmonis so listen to that then jan simpson's episode of all the drama on beyond the horizon the 1920 pulitzer prize winner for drama by an unknown playwright named eugene o'neill and then this week on broadway Peter, James, and Michael talked about Take Me Out, which we're going to mention here in a second. Penelope, or how the Odyssey was really written from New York. Um, Brian Stokes Mitchell at Town Hall, and much, much more. So head over to the Patreon feed. Um, Or to the regular feed, hear all of that. Um, As a little bit of a programming warning here, I think, assuming I can get them all done, I think this week, to go along with all of the insane openings that we're having in April, I believe I'm going to have a an interview episode every single day this week. Oh my God. So you, well, I've done, life. I've done all the interviews. It's just, <laughs> if I can actually get them edited and put together in time, mm. but my goal is to have one Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then probably have some stuff on Saturday as well. If a new no. episode of this week in theater comes together. So head over to no, patreon.com slash Broadway radio or Broadway radio.com slash Patreon to get all of that before anybody else. I have a sh- rare occurrence. I have a show almost every day this week. I might. Mm. Yeah. And that's, and you, 
that's the first time that's very weird for me it's the first time since pre-pandemic that that has happened and i made like the decision that i was not going to do that anymore as far as like shows that i didn't want to see so it's actually shows that i want to see or i'm writing a story for so there's something and or writing a story for so there's that's something at least i guess (laughs) yeah very cool (sighs) but we'll have to hear about how all of those go when you're allowed to talk about Mm -hmm. them all right, so let's get into the show and casting news. Um, we had a bunch of news coming at the end of the uh, at the end of the week, and we are not going to say anything about COVID stuff because a lot of the COVID cancellations um, that came out over the weekend are going to be reevaluated on Monday. So we Shout will probably have Paradise information Square. on that. Yeah, Paradise Square had some shutdowns. Who knows what's going to happen with them? We did see that Katrina Link and Matt Doyle came back to company over the weekend, which is always they great. Did. Yeah. Um, so we will see what happens, but. On Friday, it was announced via an equity casting call that the new Tom Stoppard play Leopoldstadt will be coming to Broadway next season. This is an Olivier, Olivier Award-winning production from Sonia Friedman Productions. It won Best New Play, I guess it was the 2020 season for the awards. Yeah. It actually didn't start uh, performances in the West End until February of 2020. We know how that went. I thought it was the- January 2020. Um, I think it probably started performances then. It officially opened in February 2020, Mm, so one one way or the other. But the show description reads thusly, Vienna in 1900 was the most vibrant city in Europe, humming with artistic and intellectual excitement and a genius for enjoying enjoying life. A tenth of the population were Jews. A generation earlier, they had been granted full civil rights from the Emperor Franz Joseph. Consequently, hundreds of thousands fled from the Pale and the Pogroms in the East, and many found sanctuary in the crowded tenements of the old Jewish quarter, Leopoldstadt. So we'll see um, if any of the West End cast who um, I don't know any of these names. Some of them are vaguely familiar, Mm -hmm. although uh, Ed Stoppard, Tom Stoppard's son was in it, but I don't know if uh, any of them will be coming over, if there will be a completely new cast for this Broadway production. But I've heard nothing but great things about it, so very interesting. Because one of the actors, Adrian Scarborough, had won the Olivier for Supporting, as well as this winning be. best new play. So, yeah. Fun. Um, all right. So, speaking of something that is very interesting coming to Broadway, the full cast was announced for the upcoming Broadway revival of 1776 that will begin its life at oh, the American yes. Repertory Theater in May before coming to um, the Roundabout Theater Company's American Airlines Theater in September of 2022 before setting off on a U.S. tour in February of 2023. Now, this cast is fully comprised of performers who identify as female, non-binary, and trans. Um, If you know 1776, there's a lot of people, so I'm not going to run through everybody in this cast, but just some highlights here. Um, There's really not a ton of folks that you've probably heard of. Um, Maybe a few names here or there, but in terms of the big roles, Crystal Lucas Perry will play John Adams. Elizabeth A. Davis will play Thomas Jefferson. Petrina Murray will be playing uh, Benjamin Franklin. Sarah Porkalob will play Edward Rutledge. Shauna Hammock will be Richard Henry leave Virginia is my home. Aaron <laughs> LaCroix will play Martha Jefferson slash Dr. Lyman Hills, which is interesting that they're mm, doubling the, mm-hmm. the women. Um, Allison K. Daniel is playing Abigail Adams and also playing Reverend John Witherspoon. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting that they're doubling up those roles. Yeah. I will shout out um, Lulu Pickert, who is playing Samuel Chase. I saw Lulu in an all-female production of 1776 here in Orlando. She was playing oh, yeah. Rutledge. 
a few years ago and I've talked about this production basically every time this production comes up because I you know, I was excited to see it. I like 1776, but I didn't know what to expect, Love how it. it would change with an all, um, it was an all woman cast then, mm-hmm. uh, but it was revelatory. I mean, it was phenomenal and Lulu was great. So I'm excited for her to make her Broadway debut in this. Very exciting. I already said in our group chat the other day, but the all female 1776 concert that starred Carolee mm-hmm. Carmelo at 54 Below a few years ago, I forgot what it was in benefit for, but was one of the my favorite things that I've seen on, you know, in New York yeah, over great. the past few years. It was amazing. So I've been really excited about a production that kind of mimicked that. Um, I know a lot of people are going to have their weird complaints about it, but I think this is great. I think it's great that a lot of these people are not well-known names. Crystal Lucas Perry, totally. who's amazing and uh, was last in, I think last in off-Broadway, uh, a bright room called Day uh, oh, yeah, a few yeah. years ago. She's great. A few other people that I recognize in the cast, but for the most part, I do not know these names. And that is always incredibly exciting to me to have a a classic musical for that matter. Uh, But any musical where I just like (laughs) most of the cast are not these huge names that are the ones that are the that are selling the tickets. It will be the show that's selling the tickets. And I think that's what I want to see. And interestingly, this show will begin performances on Broadway in September. It was originally scheduled to be a summer production in 2020, which would have led into the presidential election of 2020. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, now that this is starting just a couple months before and presumably still running during the midterms, um, I don't know that yeah. a Broadway revival of a classic musical is going to do anything to necessarily impact those elections. No, but, but it, it is it's interesting good for that it's ticket sales. Well, and it's also probably has a little bit more resonance um, sure. because of the timing of, of everything going on, mm-hmm. going on in the culture at the time. Oh, yeah, I know it well. Yep. All right. So let's talk about the new leads over at the Al Hirschfeld Theater, where Moulin Rouge will finally be transitioning to its full second cast, like three years after originally bringing performances on Broadway. As I speculated when the um, uh, the current uh, Satine um, announced that she would be leaving, I said that Ashley Loren would probably be the next Satine as she has mm-hmm. gone on over a hundred times in that role as the standby. She will be the next Satine. She, knows she was it the well. alternate. She knows it well. Been on Potentially more than either Natalie or Karen was, but that's another topic. Um, Tony nominee Derek Klenna will be taking over for, um, for Aaron Tveit in the role of Christian. Declan Bennett will replace Tam Mutu as the Duke of Monroth. And original cast member Caleb Marshall Villarreal will be playing Santiago. If you... I mean, I'm a huge Aaron Tveit fan for many years. Sure. But if you would have said... Pick somebody who is a moderately well-known to a fairly well-known Broadway name to slide into an Aaron Tveit role. Derek Klenna would have been towards the top of my list. Pretty much it. Yeah, it's it's honestly a long list considering they're – I don't know that I'm necessarily an Aaron Tveit fan. Um, I think he's very good at his job, but I also think he's kind of non-distinct, if I'm going to be quite honest. I'm not excited about the casting, but 
Moulin Rouge also doesn't necessarily no. excite me. And I've I seen know, it twice, I and it's that's, fine. I know that's bad to say, and I know no. that's bad to say as a theater person. But what no, can you I, do? I, I I disagree. Like I I saw I've seen it twice. Once I yeah. went because I was excited, and then the second I went because someone else wanted to see it. Sure, the stagecraft is amazing. It's stunning. The, it's absolutely it's, beautiful. Yeah, I, Alex I, that's the thing. I will go to see the show just to see like see the show. Um, yeah, it's I don't absolutely need to see it stunning but yeah it's 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 fine it's a it's fine, fine show i think i as it's somebody who loves 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 the movie i know you i do. was disappointed with the construction of this musical to That's be honest fair. with you and to be honest with the performances i thought the performances were fine but you don't get the chemistry and the excitement That's that you what do it is, i think that's yeah. what i think it is is i never really felt a connection to anything yeah, um, and that's not just that's not just christian and satine that's like sure in the Everybody. cast, other yeah, than yeah, yeah. other than Danny, Danny yeah, felt Danny's real king. because Danny's the greatest. Danny's the greatest and is real. That being said, I hope the show runs for a while because it's giving a lot of people jobs. Absolutely. All right, something that will be running for at least a little while longer than originally yeah. planned on Friday. Uh, second stage announced that the Broadway revival of Take Me Out, coming off some pretty strong reviews earlier in the week, announced that they would be extending. From their um, originally planned May 29th closing date to June 11th, um, an additional two-week extension gives you a couple extra weeks to see Jesse Williams, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and Patrick J. Adams in the show. Hope I get to see it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Um <laughs> They actually do have very, uh, they have pretty cheap tickets, um, up in the balcony, but at, at the Helen Hayes Theater, yeah. like the, the, the back of the balcony is honestly like the premium seats in yeah, most other every theaters. Every seat there is great. And I think I've seen, other than Grand Horizons, I think I have seen most shows there from the balcony. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's talk real quick about the upcoming Broadway opening schedule for this week. As we are recording, I'm sure that preparations are being uh, made for birthday candles to open on Broadway, of yep. course, starring Deborah Messing. I will have a separate standalone episode in the Patreon feed uh, when those episode or when those reviews are out. If you are listening to this in the regular feed, you've already heard those reviews at the top of the show. Then over at the Broadway Theater, The Little Prince will open on Monday night. Uh, as Grace and I discussed last week, or was it you and me? I can't remember. Uh, we completely forgot that this show was I think happening. It was y'all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we forgot that the show was happening. Um, it's not necessarily a play. It's not a musical. It is very much one of those performancey Cirque Slava's Snow yeah. Show type things Ooh, happening. Favorite. It looks gorgeous. The production shots look amazing. Yeah, it's um, absolutely so stunning. And I'm definitely going to see it as someone who read that book to death in French class growing up. Yeah. And what's so disappointing to me about this is because this was one where I was like, ooh, they might be doing something different and might throw me a bone at like weird performance times mm -hmm. that I can sneak in. No. Ooh, no. They just stuck with the same schedules. Soups. Soups disappointed. Um, but anyway, and then apparently, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Ashley, the Broadway League has two opening nights scheduled for Thursday. Is that correct? Uh, maybe? They have on their schedule, on broadwayleague.com, both opening on Thursday, American Buffalo and Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, technically, Mrs. Doubtfire is, like, just 
returning. So I guess yeah, that unpaused. makes sense. Yeah, it's unpaused. So kind of like Beetlejuice did on Friday. So I don't assume there's going to be any reviews, but I, that's a little Doubt weird it. for that for those to overlap. But it's anyway, weird, American- it's a weird phrasing of it because it was on pause and they yeah. didn't. Well, I mean, the, I don't. Beetlejuice think they is did, different. Beetlejuice is different for sure. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfires took a little bit of a hiatus, but yeah, otherwise Thursday yeah, after is opening. after opening. Thursday yeah. is for American Buffalo's opening. Yeah. Of course, American Buffalo stars Sam Rockwell, Darren, Chris, and Lawrence Fishburne over at the Circle in the Square Theater. We do not need to talk about the show's playwright, who has gotten mm, way favorite. too much ink over the weekend. So we don't or need to go Eric, there. His career. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then finally, wrapping up the week, it's a little straddly since um, – We'll do a show probably before this officially opens, but yeah. the minutes, uh, Tracy Letts' new play, which is not only written by Tracy Letts, but stars Tracy Letts as well, um, will officially open finally on Broadway on Thank Sunday goodness. the 17th. Also has a ton of other really exciting people like Jesse Mueller, Austin Pendleton, and more. Not Army Hammer, though. No, God. he's he's His plate is full. <laughs> <laughs> With what? Uh, who knows at this point? <laughs> who knows? Donner party of 10. Allegedly. Uh, any- allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, anyway. All right. So um, skipping across the pond on Sunday, the 2022 Lawrence Olivier Awards were uh, awarded to some of the best and brightest in British theater. We will run through the winners in some of the categories. Of course, we will have a link to all of the category winners in the show notes. Let's start off with the best revival of a play. Their winner went to the Donmar Warehouse's Constellations. Best Musical Revival went to Cabaret at the Kit Kat Club. The Best New Play went to Life of Pi. That'll certainly be over here sooner rather than later. The Best New Musical beating out Moulin Rouge, Get Up, Stand Up, the Bob Marley Musical, which I've also heard is coming over. Also beating out Frozen and The Drifter's Girl is Back to the Future, the musical, which will be on Broadway sooner rather than later. Um, So... Keep an eye out for that one. The best supporting actor in a play went to the seven different actors who play the tiger in Life of Pi. The best actress in a supporting role in a play went to Liz Carr for The Normal Heart at the National Theater. Best actress in a play went to Sheila Atem for Constellations. Best actor went to Hiran Abbasakira for Life of Pi. Best actress in a supporting role in a musical went to... now. See if you can pick up on a uh, on a trend here. Liza mm. Sadavi for Cabaret. Best actor in a supporting role in a musical went to Elliot Levy for Cabaret. Oh, Best actor in a musical went to Eddie Redmayne for Cabaret. Mm. Best actress in a musical went to Jesse Buckley for Cabaret. Interesting. Yes, best uh, director went to um, uh, Rebecca Frecknall. For Cabaret, um, and I'll leave the rest of those uh, winners to you for you to check out in the show notes. Um, lots of conversation. Of you guys talked about Cabaret potentially coming over yeah. last week, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, let's talk about some other news here real quick. Um, a couple more casting announcements were announced for the upcoming Color Purple movie musical adaptation. We've talked about a lot of them already. Fantasia Barino, Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, Corey Hawkins, Sierra, her, Halle Bailey, Ciari, yeah. Coleman Domingo, Coleman David Allen Greer, yeah. all of those folks, Louis Gossett Jr. Um, the two newest ones that have been announced are Broadway Vets and 
for this one at least, recent Academy Award nominee Anjanu Ellis. Hell yeah. And the always phenomenal Elizabeth Marvel, who I just saw off-Broadway mm-hmm. in uh, Long Day's Journey and Tonight. Um, Marvel will be playing Miss Millie, who is the mayor's wife who forces um, Sophia to become her maid. She's uh, not sure. included in the musical, but she is in the original film played by Dana Ivey. Um, so that's oh, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Ellis will be playing um, Celia and Nettie's mother, who was mm. not in either the stage musical or the original film. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of uh, kind of an interesting uh, addition there. They are currently Mater filming in Macon, she Georgia. It. Yeah, Absolutely, Macon yeah. and some other plays that I literally sure. just wrote about last week. Whoops. Yeah. Um, okay, so one thing we'll before we get into the recommendations, uh, every year, at least when years are normal, um, Paper Mill Playhouse put out a emoji guessing game yeah. to talk about their five show season. They will reveal the real shows on April 12th. So let me go through here. These are you know, emojis. So take for them what you will. Um, the first one is a, the, the, like the head of a train, the train engine. The next one is a candle. Then there is a deer, um, with antlers. The next one is what looks kind of like, you know, the Pantheon, a Greek building with columns mm-hmm. and then a red high heeled shoe. Ashley, any guesses on these? I mean, we know one. So let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. It's the- Hercules. Right. The Greek building is more than likely, unless something dramatically changed Hercules, yeah. because as I believe we talked about on the show back in December, Paper Mill was announcing this one from the stage when they did like their Disney review show uh, at the end of the mm. year at some point. Um, so then they kind of got quiet. So I don't know if Disney said, hey, chill on the uh, uh, Ixnay on the announcements a but yeah that is almost certainly going to be hercules so we've still got the train the candle the 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 deer and the shoe the others are tough i mean i don't know i'm assuming part of this overlaps with like their christmas season i kind of thought i kind of thought the candle might be christmas Christmas carol Carol or something like that i can't imagine it's phantom considering it's right next to new york um deer could be sound of music cheeky um but I, deer. it could be it could be but i'm not sure or musical and, adaptation of deer hunter yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um the train i have no idea there's so many things that could be i mean that could be on the 20th century that could it be could. hello dolly there was that um Ooh, oh, who wrote hello the, dolly. yeah yeah they, there was a um a murder on the orient express play a couple yeah, years ago that al yeah, silver was in um, yeah. so i don't know what happened with that that's possible um, yeah, who knows? Starlight who knows? Express. Oh, <laughs> I would be there. I would too. I'm not Starlight Express. Oh, gross, hideous. Um, sh- okay, so sh- what about the shoe? That the one's shoe, an interesting one. The shoe, I don't know because I don't know if they're trying to like throw it in as like a red slipper situation. I don't or know anything if it's like Wizard of Oz related. Could be Wizard yeah, of Oz. Could be the Wiz. Could be the Wiz. Probably which is, not kinky boots, which is what my head first went to, even though yeah, it's not a boot. But I because that's coming because back of off broad. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. I don't think that's probably it. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards the whiz. I, I think they're going with a red slipper situation, but I don't know. They're honestly really tough, other than the one that yeah. we're certain of. Yeah, yeah, the one that we already know because they announced it yeah. many many times. <laughs> uh, yeah, so interesting. 
All right, so let's wrap up uh, this episode with a couple recommendations from the aforementioned reopening night of Beetlejuice. Um, Theater Mania posted the entire opening number from the yes. first night back. I'm assuming they did that with uh, uh, permission, of course. Uh, the oh, whole sure. being dead thing with a few new updated lyrics that you might pick up, which is very, very on brand mm-hmm. for uh, <laughs> for this show. And then um, our friend, I think she's your friend too, but I know she's grace and my friend b-way show posted the um opening night curtain call and alex brightman made a speech including a nice little shout out to friend of the show uh andrew cober who has joined Mm, the cast mm -hmm. so very cool there we will have both of those links rock concert Oh, my God. The, the, the so audience cool. for this show is so incredibly passionate. Um, yeah. And like we were talking about, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, with Moulin Rouge. It's like, look, if people like it and it's getting people in the exactly. theater, I don't have to love it. Like, I thought both Moulin Rouge and Beetlejuice were fine. Like, I was not mad about seeing them. They no. weren't my things, but I enjoyed them they while I was there. fun times, 100%. Absolutely. And I significantly prefer Beetlejuice. I'm going to see it soon in the next couple of months. Uh, I'm just really glad it's back. I, like you said, people are so passionate about the show, and they were, let's be honest, done really dirty at the end there. So I'm yeah. glad for a second life. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this show does at the Marquee. The Marquee is yeah. a hellhole of a theater. It but- is a hellhole of a theater. But there's so much buzz from this particular audience heading into the summer. Like, I hope they have a really successful run for as Agreed. long as they can keep it going. Um, I, I honestly don't know what could actually run in that theater super well it would have to be something like i mean like a harry potter type thing or something with huge name recognition but yeah as we've talked uh, about doing concerts or something there before yeah like the american utopias and things like that yep absolutely so all right that's all that we have for today thank you for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broader radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley All right, everybody, have a wonderful week. Again, knock on wood, assuming I do everything properly, I will have a different interview in every single afternoon slot this week. So I will be talking to Michelle Collis Brooks, the playwright behind Mm -hmm. Hitler's Tasters. Um, Mary Westman, the star. Yeah, you you and I are going to go see it here in a couple weeks. Um, Mary West uh, Wiseman from At the Wedding. Yeah, um, and Star Trek. Oh, are you really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm the. uh, then this star oh Monday night right right and uh, she's also in the Star Trek universe which we talk about a a little bit as well Uh also talk with John Riddle uh, currently playing Raul in Phantom of the Opera talk to Richard Hester who uh, is a Broadway stage manager um, who wrote a really really cool book that I'm excited to hear have everybody Mm. hear our conversation about and then an interview that is literally 28 years in the making. Oh. Um, that'll be coming out on Friday, I think. Uh, I'm just going to tease that. It is somebody who is leading one of the biggest shows on Broadway who I have known for nearly 30 years. Mm. So that should be fun. So check out um, those episodes the rest of this week and uh, check them out on Patreon before you can get them anywhere else. All right, everybody, have a wonderful week. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.